0: and welcome to That Wellness Podcast with Natalie Deering. I'm sitting here today with Tammy Waldron. Tammy founded Tawanda Wellbeing in 2021 with a desire to guide people to find their inner peace and empowering people to live into their best selves. Her theta healing journey began in 2014, and today she is an advanced theta healing teacher, practitioner, and holistic coach guided by a lifetime of exploring spiritual self-help and leadership texts that have facilitated her own knowledge and growth along the way as an adoptee tammy's life situation heritage and feelings were guideposts along her own journey toward self-discovery self-love to self-actualization her strategies provide opportunities for people to discover and anchor into their true selves and embody well-being in their thoughts and actions this is a guided path of teaching personal contemplation and deep meditation welcome tammy to the podcast thank you for having me i'm happy to be here yeah i'm so i'm so happy that you're here and that we were able to make this opportunity for us to sit down together work out i met you just for listeners to know i met you through an event where I was presenting about IFS, you attended, you introduced yourself to me at the end, and you, you know, we briefly just got to talk, right? And you mentioned Theta Healing. And I was like, Oh, I've never heard of that before. But of course, my curiosity and parts of me that are just, I love everything that's available out there in regards to wellness and healing. And you spoke so highly about Theta Healing. And I was just really intrigued I got to do a session with you, which we'll talk about, you know, throughout our conversation as we get into Theta Healing. But yeah, I'm just really grateful to have met you and that you introduced yourself to me and that we can talk about Theta Healing today because I, I'm curious to know if there's a lot of people out there who maybe have never heard about it. And if there is a huge group of people, I'm assuming who do know about it. <laughs> so there might be listeners right now that are like, oh my gosh, I love theta healing. And then there might be people, of course, listening today that have never heard of it before and they're getting curious. So I'm excited to get yeah. into it.
1: Yeah, me too. And when I met you and did your session, I was like the same. I'm such a seeker. And I was like, this is awesome. This is mainstream therapy. This is is so many alignments to what we do in theta healing, but we call it different things But we're doing a lot of the same work and I'm doing it through energy healing and you're doing it through IFS. And just, I, I see that the world is getting all of these modalities coming in to help us with this. This is, in my belief, this is our life's work. Mm. Is to unpack all of our burdens so that we can be who we are so that we can shine in the way we're meant to shine in the world. The world needs each person. We're all mm. unique and we all have something special to share with the world, but these burdens, they get in the way. And, and so, yeah, getting those out of the way and letting us share with the world, what the world needs us to share is, is my work and it's your work.
0: Right. It's awesome. And it's so cool. Absolutely. Just the the parallels with Theta Healing and IFS. And we were just even chatting before we hit record. And you were asking me more about like, what is like an unburdening, you know, kind of like, and I didn't even get into the steps. But mm-hmm. I, I had a feeling just talking about what the IFS way of inviting that release of the burdens, I could kind of see in your face as like we were talking, you were like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's like, I'm assuming there's a lot of parallels to yes. you know, with Theta Healing mm-hmm. and that, that release. And so, yeah, I'm excited to, to get deeper today in talking about the history of Theta Healing, the foundations and the steps. And then if we have time, I think you're going to take us through a little guided experience, right? Yeah. A little, a little yep. meditation. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Well, do you care to start with what I guess led you to where you are today in your healing journey, your healing path. Yeah. What would you like the listeners to know about your journey?
1: Yeah. So my journey goes back to me being an infant. I I was adopted as an infant and my whole life growing up, I was born in the seventies. So there was not counseling coupled with, um, adoption. And I always knew That I was adopted. My adoptive parents were fantastic. Grew up in a very supportive family, but there was always this like huge hole inside of my body that I did not know how to fill, how to fix. And I remember as a child crawling under my bathroom counter, um, cabinet and hiding or, Mm -hmm. and I would also go, uh, climb trees and just find solace and in the trees and just sit with this hole, not knowing what to do What's what's interesting is my brother was also adopted and we never talked about this because it was not something to talk about. Mm. If I were to talk about it with my adoptive parents, I know that I would cause her pain because she felt that God had given me her, that I was her child just through a different woman. And was completely meant to be. And and I believe that's true too. You know, there's an and. There's an and in that. But I needed a way to to discover and to work through and process and understand this part of me of where I was abandoned. I -hmm. had a massive trauma in my life that was not able to talk about. And it led me down a path of looking outwardly to fill that void. So Mm -hmm. that led to really bad relationships, some drug use, mismanagement of of money and, and just a, a reckless, reckless teenage years that, that I then actually had a child in my, in my teenage years and became a parent and quickly got into a marriage that ended in a divorce. And when I got a divorce, I was like, okay, looking outwardly, is not helping me. And in that time I had gone to some counseling that that wasn't providing the answers that I needed. And all of my whole life, I've always sought spirituality and looked for things and never, nothing really helped me figure this out. Yeah. And so after my divorce, I'm like out looking outwardly, isn't helping. I'm going to for the first time be alone. I could not be alone. It Mm -hmm. was like relationship after relationship. So I just allowed myself to be alone and and this wonderful thing happened in that. What I was running from and turning my back from and it was like I was that emotion at its highest and it just got louder mm-hmm. and louder and louder and so awful of a feeling that I would continue to turn away from it because it was so awful. Yeah. But when I stopped and looked at it and said okay let me look into this feeling and see what's happening here. It like immediately shrunk. Mm. It got manageable. I was able to, you know, just give it love and just give it self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, self-love that I had never explored really before. And then I just was going to um, different churches. and, And I was in a new place. I had just moved to Cincinnati. So exploring my resources around me. And one of the first churches I went to, there was a woman talking about Theta Healing.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And man, it lit up something and it lit up a flame inside of me and said, Oh my gosh, this, this could be a good answer for what I'm looking for. And as, as I signed up for the class, took the class and, and it was just like a huge, yes. Mm. This was what I was looking for. It could provide answers to my healing. It has healed that primal wound of adoption for me. And has changed my life in ways that I can't hardly even describe. And yeah. I'm just so passionate about the transformation that it's provided for me with. It's such a, a um, respectful from self soft and just loving way to heal that. I just want to share this with the world because people are probably like me, you know, yeah. turning their back to their emotions, feeling super overwhelmed, mm-hmm. thinking that if I lean into this, what kind of Pandora's box am I opening up? Because oh, yeah. it's going to get worse. It just it does not get, I, in my experience and anyone I've worked with, it does not get worse. It gets easier and are yeah. healing actually really efficiently releases those burdens and you connect to yourself in ways that you never knew before. So it's just so beautiful and powerful.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for just sharing all of that about your life. And, you know, as you were sharing that in the back of my mind, I had like a little IFS part that was like being like, oh yeah. I mean, again, so many parallels and just in general, this is something that I feel like every single human being on this planet experiences regarding we all carry burdens whether it's whether it's coming it was coming from different things that we've experienced in our life and like for you you're talking about that hole that deep hole and and then the ifs we would look at that as like then the protector parts were trying to avoid looking down that hole and whatever Mm -hmm. feelings and beliefs were in there And they were looking outwardly, right? Like you were saying, like towards other relationships and drug use and money spending, whatever it, whatever it was and is. And that makes sense because again, right. I mean, like we don't want to turn towards something that we feel like is going to be painful. We're wired to avoid pain. And so it makes sense that these parts within us would want to turn elsewhere to try and avoid to avoid turning towards that. Right. But you're right. I mean, turning towards it is what is going to help lead to the healing experience. It's not going to be the turning away and trying to cover it up. It doesn't work. It might work temporarily in the sense that it might have temporary soothings or distractions. Right. Uh, But it's not going to heal it and it's going to come back. It's still there. So yeah, that makes so much sense to me, what you were describing. And the fact, I love it when like, we're in a moment in our life, like you were, I think you said you were at a church and someone Mm -hmm. was talking about Theta Healing. And it sounds like right in that moment, it like clicked for you Mm -hmm. and your system was like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. This is what, this is what we need. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt that way with IFS uh, at some point in the, in the journey with, With me in IFS, there was just a moment I remember where I was like, oh, okay, there's something here that my system's really, really resonating with. Let me follow this. And like you and Theta Healing, the rest is history.
1: The rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) But yeah, but thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I'm curious too, in regards to what is Theta Healing? And maybe we can get into first, like, what is the history? Of theta healing?
1: So, uh, theta healing was developed by Vianna Stiebel in 1995. So, it is relatively new. She was doing healing work and she got cancer and in her leg. And she was um, being diagnosed with cancer. They had recommended that she amputee her leg. And she did not want to go down that path. And she said no. And she said give me some time to work with this myself and she every day multiple times a day would do this healing on her leg and she she received a cure and we say she received a cure from God her cancer was healed and so other people started to come to her and say like where are you going what are you doing and at, over time um, she, and she works with guides too and so over time she would work with her guides to help clarify what that guided meditation is. And now it's just a very succinct guided meditation. We all have access to this energy and this information. And so it's this guided meditation that anybody can learn how to do. And then when you get there, it's really infinite in its possibilities. As of 2021, there was over 600,000 practitioners across the world, The it's in every country. And it's, her books have been translated into 25 different languages. Wow. So it's spread really quickly. She doesn't advertise. It's like word of mouth. So it is in the world. But if you think like there are billions of people, right, there's still a lot of people that don't know about it. And there are some people who do.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. So you said in 1995. Yep. She, she founded Theta Healing. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that's, I'm always so intrigued by these stories of people who have, you know, certain diagnoses like cancer and, and they have, whether or not you want to call it this miraculous healing, or, you know, they're engaging in something that they're like, this is what I've been doing. And this is what I feel like has helped my body heal. And I just, Again, I feel like if we can get—not to say that it's going to heal everything, right? It's necessarily it won't cure,
1: right? It like won't there's cure, a difference yeah. Between healing and curing, I think everyone will get a healing. Everyone gets a healing with IFS. Everyone gets a healing with Theta Healing, and it's possible that you may also receive a miracle cure. But okay, that's not up to necessarily up to us.
0: Yeah, thank you for distinguishing between that, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's something important to talk about is like, there's a difference between receiving like healing within and then being cured of something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with you completely, you know, in IFS, I've been thinking about this recently a lot lately about like my own personal like history stuff with maybe let's say like anxiety it's Mm -hmm. I I've been reflecting on that a lot lately and it's, I would not say that like, Oh, I'm cured of anxiety. Cause I mean like anxiety, number one is like a natural emotion to have, but for some people like myself, at some points in my life, it was really stuck in like an extreme energy role Mm
1: -hmm. and it was having
0: a negative impact and debilitating impact. Mm -hmm. But having since done my own healing work and continuing to do that healing work, it's, it's being like parts of me are being healed Mm -hmm. that can be Mm -hmm. connected to that anxiety but what I say, like, I'm curative anxiety. No, like it, it's still it's still present. And I know that's different than like talking about cancer uh, yeah. and something like that. But I, I do feel like that's an important thing to distinguish is healing and curing. And so, yeah, that's really interesting, her experience with that. And so, yeah, let's get into what is Theta Healing?
1: Yeah, I have another analogy since you just shared your analogy of, of yeah. anxiety, just to give another lens. So I, in my work with myself and my work with others, this this analogy of an onion really makes sense to me in that some things that we work with are really superficial. they are buttons, hot buttons, triggers, things that just really engage our system, piss us off. That we can work on those things and they can disappear, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's a cure of that trigger, right? Yeah, they can disappear. They're gone. They like I'll go to places and I I don't feel that feeling anymore. It's gone. Then there are things that are a little bit deeper. They require more persistence, love, attention, and working through. And over time, it gets lighter and lighter as we dig in. And then at some point. It really feels that the issue is resolved, but it's also that I have learned and grown and changed. I'm a a different person now Hmm. because I've done that work. And then there are same things that right now I think they're just core deep. I'm calling them themes. There Hmm. are life themes that we have. And what's interesting when I look at my own work is that my themes resonate with my Enneagram. They resonate with my story of being an adoptee. It's like <laughs> written in the stars. Yeah. Which I, I'm not into astrology. I don't know all, all about astrology, but it's like my life's work is to really wrap my head around how to be in the helper and how to, you know, walk that line of helping people and not being a people pleaser. Yeah. That's one of my Enneagram things that is like a theme. Um, that comes mm-hmm. up also in my belief structures and systems. And but the cool thing is, even though it's core, the more I peel away my onion, it the more I am anchored in myself, the more I can see those things more clearly as not being me, mm-hmm. where before it was me, mm-hmm. I was completely blended. I love your language of blended. I was completely blended. But as we tease away that knot, or peel away those layers, they we become separate from them, we can observe them and see them and have more space and choice Mm -hmm. between the stimulus, there's space and choice for my reaction that I can Mm -hmm. choose how to react.
0: Uh, Absolutely. And I wrote something down, actually, before we, you know, connected with each other today. And I wrote down, like, yeah, moving from a moving from being blended to a place of spaciousness so like awareness Mm -hmm. a place with choice a response as opposed to a reaction yeah and then yeah then feeling grounded in that self-energy that when those parts of us give space we're not asking them to go away we're just asking them to please give space So, that then there is more access to like that confidence and clarity and that untangling. We can see them. We can, you know, connect with them with more clarity and understanding as, oh, these are all the different parts that are present here in regards to this feeling. And, oh, it's not just one feeling, there's multiple feelings. And I'm not, I am not that, but these are parts of me. And yeah, I, so I completely, agree that there's so much benefit in, in IFS though, it's funny. Like I think Dick Schwartz has said before, he doesn't like to look at it as an onion in mm-hmm. IFS. He likes to look at it as like cloves of garlic. Okay. So okay, yeah, that, yeah, that
1: makes more sense for parts. Yeah. For
0: parts. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. there are like clusters of parts, just yeah. like there's cloves of garlic, but they're all connected to the same thing of garlic. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you turn towards a clove and you peek in there and you see a whole like constellation of parts and how they're connected to each other. And it's not to say that there could be some of those same parts in other cloves, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just another way of kind of looking at it. But Mm -hmm. I also, of course, think about the onion too, because onions have layers and then there's a core and yeah. So Mm -hmm. makes sense. Thank you for sharing that. It's like an onion
1: with lots of onions inside.
0: There you go. Yeah. Each
1: part is its own onion.
0: (laughs) There's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's layers to the cloves yeah and then there's multiple there are. cloves
1: yeah <laughs> there's layers to cloves they're not there are. clear they yeah. are clearly defined mm-hmm. there
0: is though absolutely mm-hmm. so yeah d- do you care to get in now about yeah. like talking yeah. about what is theta healing
1: yes so theta healing is is a guided meditation anybody can learn we believe that um well we know because they've hooked people up to the Tool that uh, that identifies brainwaves. When people go into that theta guided meditation, they go into a theta brain state. Mm. It could be somebody who's practiced it for years or somebody doing it for the first time. We all go to that same brainwave. So it's really cool that you put yourself into that brainwave, which is an awesome frequency just to be in. It's seven point eight hertz. It is the heartbeat of the world, the Schumann resonance was discovered years ago and and it is from the lightning the lightning hits the earth it resonates back into our atmosphere and creates this frequency that all beings like to be at if you look on the cells of all living creatures they resonate at that frequency and when we had astronauts go out of the earth's atmosphere into space they experienced sickness that they healed with having a Schumann resonance device in the space station in in that craft. So it's something our body needs to have this frequency, but all of our technology gets in the way because Mm -hmm. it is really, um, you know, 10 to the nth degree above what that is at. Like,
0: so it's kind of like canceling it out.
1: It just is recentering us back into that and, and it can can create kind of a, a a boundary for us with all of our EMFs, our computers, our phones, they all resonate at a much higher frequency. Right. That makes us just, you know, not feel at ease. It right. And can disrupt us in ways that I think we don't understand. Absolutely.
0: And yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think even like with Wi-Fi, there's been studies on the impact of turn your Wi-Fi off at night because it is Mm -hmm. impacting your brain's ability to get into that sleep state. And Mm -hmm. so like if you sleep with your phone next to you, turn your Wi-Fi off or just turn it off. Theta in the sequence is where we're at right before we go into, you said like a deep sleep? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. So, even just that, even just doing this meditation and sitting in this meditation is really healthy for your body. I think that it can be a strategy to get you out of a stressful situation. Because when we get pulled into those fight, flight, freeze, we're offline, it can help you to get back online into your cognitive brain and get you re centered into yourself. So, it's a tool, just that it's very basic, just the meditation itself is a tool that you can leverage and use. And then when we get into that theta brainwave, we believe that we connect to the creator of all that is energy, life, source, God, whatever, um, whatever you want to call that. We use the word creator because we're not tied to religion. We we want it to be accessible to everyone. And we also know that some people, um, a lot of people have limiting beliefs with the word God, because God has abandoned me. God is punishing. Uh, All of those things get in our way of accessing this life source and creator of all that is this life source is a hundred percent perfect love, Mm. perfect healing, perfect love. And in that space, in the trainings, we learn how to engage with that to um, witness creator bringing healing and change into the person's life. So we can work on ourselves and see the change happening in ourselves, or we can work with others and guide them in that way. And the um, what we experience in that we call witnessing because we are not doing the healing creators doing that healing. And we are we are inviting in and asking directly asking ye shall receive, you know, asking directly what we need and then witnessing that healing. And the witnessing happens in a few different ways, depending on the person. So oftentimes people feel energy shifting. They can feel a a sense of peace come over them, goosebumps, feeling heavy, feeling light, cold, hot. You can feel, um, well, or you can have things called visions. So visions live where your daydreams live. So you'll start to have a daydream of some kind that, that connects with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. You can have a knowing. So ideas pop into your head, words, um, phrases, limiting beliefs, they pop into your head of things Mm -hmm. that we need to work on. And sometimes people hear things and, and we are both working collaboratively me as the healer and my uh, client, we are collaboratively working together mm-hmm. that I I experience the witnessing and so does the client in that exchange and it just looks different for different people
0: right what I find interesting one thing you just said that I just took note of was you said the witnessing you're witnessing the healing from the creator but it's not that we are doing the healing as the individual the creator's doing the healing Right. Okay. And that is a difference, I guess, in then like with mm-hmm. IFS, because you know, you can definitely call upon the creator, God, our guides, and helping, you know, the individual invite that energy in to help aid in the healing. And then there is in IFS kind of the this big belief of that self with a capital S is a, a, you know, a healing energy within that we're all born with, that the protector parts are, you know, the parts of us are maybe covering up due to, you know, past traumas and stressors and things like that. And that ultimately though, when we connect with that self-energy within, we can be the healing energy there for our parts. As Dick would say, you know, we're the ones we've been waiting for. And so with theta healing, it's tapping into more so the creator healing energy and inviting that to come through and in to then be able to, an and. and okay. Yeah. um
1: I think it's an and because, because creator is that external all, all, all of things. And then it's also inside of us. Okay. And so you can come with whatever philosophy you want to into theta healing. And since I've learned IFS there, it shows up in my healing sessions to where people are connecting to their parts and they are having those conversations with their parts and incorporating them back in. So it's like, we, we are our own healers Mm -hmm. and we are a part of this greater system that we don't comprehend of the universal life force of all that is.
0: Yeah. And, and I agree with you that I view you know our self energy as it's yeah the energy of just just pure compassion and love and you know that creator energy is within us and that's what so it's like yes we have i'm kind of doing this with my hands like up above mm-hmm. my head you know we have like this up above that we can call upon to help aid us in that healing and we have that healing also within us as well and they and they can work together
1: and they do work together and they do sure. work
0: together yeah mm-hmm. okay
1: cuz it's up to us we also have to provide we have to grant permission so throughout a theta healing session i ask do i have your permission because you consciously Saying yes, that you want this healing, you're letting your subconscious know that it's safe and okay to work and process and release this healing. So it is all a collaborative process that yourself, as in an IFS, your true self, your higher self, is the one in control of what is happening.
0: Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I forgot about. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally remember that. When you were leading me through the theta healing experience myself, I, that really struck, you know, stuck with me was you would ask permission, and you'd be like, "Do I have permission to invite whatever it is that you are doing?" and uh, and then I had to respond. You know, it wasn't like I could just lay there in silence. It was like you needed me to respond with a yes or a no. And and again, that just with ifs, it's same thing. It, it, it's and but in a, in a different kind of context of. Mm-hmm. You're always kind of asking for consent in regards to are the are the parts okay with this? Mm-hmm. Are parts of you okay with what's about to happen? Are parts of you um, have any fears or concerns about turning towards this or that? So, yeah, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah, that was something that I I really appreciated and like I said, it really stuck with me was when you would ask that multiple times throughout the meditation experience. Do I have your permission to do this or to do that? And I had to answer yes or no.
1: Yes, And, and, you know, and you have the full rights to say, no, I I want to sit with this. I'm not, I'm not ready to let that go. And there's no judgment. There's just love and grace and ease and acceptance. Right. Mm -hmm. But you have to say yes. Right. You have to, you have to say, yes, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to do this work. I'm going to let this go.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm going to change. I'm going to accept this. Yeah. And, and then you allow that to happen. And then you see, and you witness those, whatever changes
0: come about. Right. And you talk about the three avenues of healing Mm -hmm. with theta healing one of them being physical second one being like changing limiting beliefs and the third one being receiving downloads of what we need so is physical how would you describe the physical in regards to that being an avenue of healing
1: like yeah literally physical healing like her healing her cancer healing uh you know physical pain or disease
0: okay so it's literally like this could help heal any physical yeah. ailments going on. And mm-hmm. then it could also help heal the changing limiting, or it can help heal the yeah. limiting beliefs that someone might be carrying within them. Yes. And then receiving the downloads of what we need. Talk about that a little bit. I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. So when I was listening to a Robert Faulkner's, did I say his name right? Falconer.
0: Robert Falkner? Yeah.
1: Yes. And we also do, we also work with guides and we also, um, we also clear what we call like negative entities. So those unattached burden, unattached mm-hmm. and what's interesting is when there is an unattached burden, it really blocks all things. So you even talked about that constrainment, right? That everything is like, I know that there's something there. Well, it's very clear that there's something there. And I can't do any work until it, we, until we clear it. So we do the clearing in a much different way than IFS, but that is absolutely something that can be done very easily and gently. We, we don't have to get to know it. Mm. Um, we don't have to explore anything We just we just help it. you know it is yeah. also, I agree with him 100%. like those are also now uh, beings that need our help that we are here to help them. And so we just release them to the white light. And then that reveals then the next thing that that we need to work on. And then we do, so a part of that receiving information can be receiving that from God, knowing and information will come in from creator um, of something that you are needing in that moment. And also guides can come forward and share wisdom sometimes it's just letting the person know that I'm actually with you Mm. angels and guides sometimes ancestors come forward just to share information to help and what was interesting in in Bob's uh, session with you is he had talked about William James that he had shared in 1904 since 1904 he was talking about something called conversion experiences that Mm. He was saying these, someone could experience that interaction with a guide and it could really change the trajectory of their life. And it's like, Ryan. that's the work we do with theta healing. We yeah. we change, you know, people's lives. We open them up. Sometimes the messages are just validation. The person already knows it. Right. Mm. And sometimes it's really helpful information.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and I was reflecting, kind of I was, you know, engaging in a meditation this morning and, just sitting, you know, with myself, nothing guided that I was listening to, but I just was turning in. And I think my system knowing that I was me talking to you today, it just started uh, you know, reflecting kind of memories of our session together. And I started to cry because I felt this deep connection with the message that I received in that experience with you as the guide. And that was I have a voice and I'm worthy, I'm worthy to be heard. Cause that was something that came up as a limiting belief when I was sitting with you Mm -hmm. of, you know, I, I'm not worthy and I, uh, you know, who am I to speak even Mm -hmm. and, and to share. And that has been really been a powerful thing for me because especially with doing a podcast, right. I mean, I'm literally sitting here on a microphone (laughs) talking and talking to other people like you. And and that was a limiting belief that I had been carrying that was impacting my ability to do this and to fully be present in doing this, which is something that I was really feeling called to do. So that was really powerful for me. And there's so many more things I can talk about in regards to that experience. And But yeah, that was one of the biggest things that came up for me in my meditation this morning was that, that message that I received, which was, it's okay. I I'm worthy to be heard.
1: Yes. So n- there's another aspect of the downloads too. So with that, with that experience, with that example, that you're muscle testing, I'm worthy to be heard is a no. Hmm. And we, <clears throat> so we ask creator to change that to a yes. And we ask um, that we receive the information that you that you know what it is like to have that belief because the beliefs around this is that your subconscious is operating on these belief structures and and we operate in our day to day lives predominantly from our subconscious how we show up in the world how we react to the world how we receive it how we see it how we make decisions are on these subconscious programming. So if we're targeting that program and we turn it to a yes, well, your body's never had that yes before. It doesn't know really what that feels like. It creates this void um, for you. And so what we do to make that complete and supported is that then we ask creator to download what it feels like to be worthy of being heard and that your definition and perspective are the same. And words are so powerful and so unique and uniquely different. So when we, when I do downloads, when we do downloads in Theta, we say lots of words because each one is uniquely different. So we say that you understand and know what it feels like, that you know how to, when to, what to do, what to say, that you're allowed to, that it's possible to. And then it's safe too, mm. and that you already do know how to live your day-to-day life, knowing to be, how to be worthy mm. of being heard and all things are for your highest and best good with love, grace, and ease, because this is a process of release of feeling better, of doing things effortlessly and like efficiently, effectively it should never be hard or painful we're not about reliving trauma we're about releasing it with love grace and ease
0: yeah and that's And important. each one
1: of those could have been a different belief system that you held around being heard that by receipt, by changing that one belief and by downloading that it it creates this whole package for you to operate more fully into your voice. And mm. perhaps there are other beliefs that surround are surrounding that, but they come out, right. We, they come out as we work.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so powerful. The language that you specifically use and helping to, I'm just thinking again and reflecting on my experience with you when we did this of envisioning and feeling in my body And just kind of noticing, yeah, what does that look like when I'm really embodying that and really taking that in of, I am worthy to be heard. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that sound like? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's powerful, of course, because then it's inviting that and it makes it feel more real Mm -hmm. and more familiar. And you mentioned muscle testing. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, share with, yeah, share with the listeners about what that is. Yeah. Yes. So
1: in addition, there's one more way we witness. And it's with muscle testing. So when we identified that you had this belief, it was a knowing that came into my mind as I was working with you that this could be a belief for you. And so then you did muscle testing, that you verified that you had that belief. So you stand up, you close your eyes, and you say the word yes. So everyone can do that right now, you can push pause, and you can stand up, close your eyes and say yes. And then say no. And you will see your body will move with those statements, your body moves forward with the yes, typically, your body moves backwards with the no sometimes people's polarity gets off and that's okay. We can, we can adjust that when we work together. It's, um, it's very common. The polarity of the earth also shifts. So it's, it's a natural thing Mm. that happens. And then you, you know, when you're swaying yes and, and back, you know how your body's responding to yes and no questions. Now, this is a tool to tap into your subconscious. It is not a tool to connect to God. You cannot ask God yes and no questions using the Sway test. You're not going to get answers from God. You're going to get answers from your subconscious, which probably are not going to be in your best interest.
0: Okay. That's, Um, I'm glad that you brought that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some people do believe that it does connect them to God. I do believe that it connects you to your body. So holistic doctors use muscle testing to help people identify what they're allergic to, what they shouldn't be eating. And they help to to um diagnose, uh, choose and select vitamins and supplements and wow. how many you should take. So you can hold a vitamin say, is it in my highest and best good to take this vitamin? You'll get a yes or a no. You can then ask, how many should I take? You you just go one, two, three, four, five, and your body can move to help you identify how many to take.
0: That's so interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, that is in around that. I can't talk anything more about, but I know, and I do use that for myself, but outside of that, you're tapping into your subconscious and you're, and then you ask, you speak out loud a belief and your body will sway yes or no, if you have that belief. So you can, there are five um, belief systems that are very common. Like I am, I am worthy of God's love. I know what joy feels like. I know what it feels like to be completely healthy. I know what unconditional, I know what it feels like to receive unconditional love. And I know what it feels like to give love unconditionally. Those Mm -hmm. are five common limiting beliefs that people have. And you can know if you have them just by doing this sway test, closing your eyes, saying it out loud, and your body will sway. But there is one more step to this is that we carry our beliefs on four levels in Theta healing. The first level is the core, which is everything that's happened to us in this lifetime, all the way back to conception in the womb. The second one is genetic, we inherit limiting beliefs and trauma from our ancestors. The third is history, which, if you believe in past lives, and societal messaging, old, old messaging of distant ancestors. And then the fourth level is your soul level. So when you're doing sway testing, if you get a positive response that you have a belief that you want, I always cross-check it to make sure that it's not hidden on one of those other levels. And your sway will change with each level. Mm. So So how would you check that? Yeah. You just say on my core level, I know what it feels like to be worthy of being heard on my genetic level. I know what it feels like to be worthy of being heard on my history level. I know what it feels like to be worthy of being heard and on my soul level, I know what it feels like to be worthy of being heard. It doesn't really matter what level it's on, it's still a change of that belief. Mm-hmm. Once we identify there's a belief that we want to change, we identify what we want to change it to. Sometimes it's as simple as from a yes to a no or from a no to a yes. Some some statements are in the negative, some statements are in the positive. Mm-hmm. So just depending on how phrasing something
0: yeah and for me Um, i remember mm -hmm. there was for sure a history level for me Mm because i this was the other thing that came up which i was not expecting which i really appreciated and i shared that with you was you started sharing with me well you asked permission first you know i'm starting because you were starting to would you say like have things come into your awareness
1: yeah, visions. That
0: visions I, that I've were.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And you asked permission if you could share that with me. And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so share with me what you see. And you started sharing. And it was so fascinating because I felt in that process, I was connected to, I believe, a past life. Mm-hmm. And it was like a woman who was a healer and she loved working with plants and nature. But at the time that she existed, it was deemed as a threat. Mm -hmm. And, but it was just this beautiful connection with her and that she felt caged literally and trapped and shamed and she couldn't speak. Right. Like she couldn't share her wisdom and her, her knowledge of healing and all she wanted to do was just be in the woods in her beautiful little cottage of living simplicity, you know, simply in nature with her daughter. And that was so, and that's who I connected with again this morning. When I oh, sat gosh. in meditation, she was yeah. there yeah. and I was able to have this beautiful connection with her this morning and with her little girl. And I just cried yeah, just from love yeah. and feeling her feel a sense of freedom and she doesn't feel trapped anymore.
1: She was not trapped anymore.
0: Yeah. So that was fascinating.
1: I thank you for sharing that story. It's so important to bring stories into this because people don't understand what theta healing is like, and it is different for every person, but the way that you're able to share that, we can, I can feel that too. And I, it's bringing that memory of that vision back into my mind as well, because I had, you know, I don't keep track of what goes through, um, but the message is just coming through me to you, right? You have all of your own answers. Mm-hmm. You know what this is meant to be and and <clears throat> how to carry it forward. But what's interesting about that is that is an example of a trauma. That's not a limiting belief. And so we were able to help her release all of that trauma that lives inside of you Mm -hmm. of feeling trapped, of not being seen or heard or accepted and being pushed outside, being exiled, all of those feelings. And then you participated. What other feelings is she feeling? Right? So we were both sharing. Mm -hmm. It's important to bring the words out, to identify those words. And then we ask creator to release all of that trauma and then we ask creator to replace replace it with unconditional love and that all of that trauma is completed and done. You no longer need to carry it in your DNA in this lifetime or in any other. And then we ask for a download. We ask for a download to know what it feels like to not have that trauma. Mm-hmm. And we saw her being trapped. And then we saw her being free. Mm -hmm. She was in that prairie. She was so joyous and happy. We felt it right. Like, yeah, I felt full of love, full of freedom, not bound anymore. And all of that changed, right? It changed Mm -hmm. through this energy work of this magical tool called theta healing. That's just so accessible and so powerful
0: just oh it was beautiful yeah Yeah. I mean just the mental images that I have in my mind now you know from that experience are just so powerful and beautiful and they're hard to describe so I Mm -hmm. won't necessarily describe them right now but you know and it's just it is something it is it's hard to explain Mm -hmm. it is something you have to experience and Mm -hmm. just witness yourself and like you said, it's going to be different for everybody. And, you know, I would love to do like another session with you just to see what that one's like, what yeah. comes forward in that one. Yeah, it was, it was powerful in a beautiful way. So I'm really grateful for that experience. <laughs> I am
1: I was grateful to be a part of it too. I, I just love this work. It just brings me so much joy. And people, I just see people coming in with these burdens and just leaving and feeling better and feeling light. Mm -hmm. That's, that is what you can experience is this lifting of these feelings. And maybe you don't actually even know that you have them because we have, our bodies are beautiful and brilliant and they have this awesome capacity to normalize, Mm -hmm. to just not let us know that things are hurting or that things are there and when you clear it you realize a new normal a new way of being a new way of showing up being not as prickly or not as um stimulated or triggered and it and it's not a miracle you know one and done it's like ifs it is a process right mm-hmm. it's a journey some things are quick and easy like i said earlier but some things take you know dedication and time and and you lean into the work and you learn and you grow and yeah, that's our life's work.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. So would you be open to guiding us right now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes.
1: So let me just unpack it just a little bit. So this is a guided meditation. I'm going to ask you to visualize things. So this is the first Natalie hasn't done this. She was a, she was a client, right? But she did not, I did not guide her in the meditation. So I'm excited to hear what you experience in this. Yeah. You don't have to be an expert at guided meditation. And there's this big myth or misunderstanding that the key in meditation is having your mind never wander, which is just an impossible feat because our minds are made to chatter. That's like how they operate. We cannot stop that operational process. The key to meditation is understanding that you have drifted and bringing it back. That act of bringing it back is the key muscle that you're building in meditation. Because that is an awesome skill of when you're in relationship, when you're listening to people, it helps you stay focused. It helps you listen to yourself. It's that getting out of your mind chatter being able to recognize who you are, that's different than the mind chatter and watching it and bringing yourself back to yourself. So that's key, your mind is might drift and that's normal and okay. But what's awesome is that you can just bounce right back to where we are, recognize Mm -hmm. where you are and you just poof, bounce right back to where we are. And I'm gonna take you on a long distance journey and, and the idea is that it shouldn't take us a long time. So some people have expressed that it moves too fast for me, that I they would like it to be slower. But the, the process of getting there is not the magic of the journey. It's when you get there. So we're going to go on a journey to get to a white light. That white light is the theta brainwave is tapping into the creator of all that is, and that's where we want to go. Once you understand how to get there and you get used to the guided meditation, you don't have to do the journey anymore. You can just bounce up into the white light. Okay. So understand that you might feel pulled or you might feel like, whoa, we're going far and fast. That's okay to feel that way. Just allow yourself to feel that way and just go along on the ride. Cause we are going somewhere mm-hmm. and we're going to get somewhere and then we're going to do a little activity in theta. Okay. Just a little disclaimer. So what I need you to do is put your feet, if you can, flat on the floor. You don't have to, but if it's possible, feel comfortable in your seat and close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And take another deep breath. And take one more deep breath. Now I want you to imagine energy from the center of the earth moving up. Moving up into the bottoms of your feet up through your legs, up through your torso, up to the top of your head. Imagine that that energy moves out of the top of your head into a beautiful ball of light. Now imagine that ball of light that it is translucent, you can see through it, and that you are inside of it. Stop and pay attention to all the colors that you see. Now imagine that you, inside that ball of light, starts moving up, moving up above your house, above your town, moving up above your country, above the world, moving up through the solar system, moving up through the universe, and moving up, up through layers and layers of white light and dark light, white light and dark light, white light and dark light, up through a jelly-like substance that's full of colors, through that jelly-like substance and into a pink mist, and through that pink mist into a pearly, tingly white light, move up, 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 up until that's all that you see. Now imagine that white light that is creator of all that is that is universal life force energy that it dissolves away your bubble. And it infuses into every single cell of your body, bringing with it perfect, unconditional love and total healing, total spiritual, physical and emotional healing into every single cell of your body. And watch that happen and feel that happen. Breathe it in and breathe it out. And this is an opportunity for you to give away things that no longer serve you. So stress that you're carrying, frustration, fear, all the things that are no longer serving you for your highest and best good, you can ask creator in your mind, creator, remove these and watch them go out into the white light and dissolve away And watch the creator fill in where they were with perfect, unconditional love, breathing out what no longer serves you and breathing in whatever you need from creator. Now I want you to take some of that white light and I want you to bring it back into your physical body. And I want you to carry it to the places in your body that need extra love and that need healing today. And watch that white light fill up that area in your body. And I want you to say in your mind, creator, It is requested that you change this for me, for my highest and best good with love, grace and ease and watch and feel what Creator has for you today. Now I want you to carry that white light and put it in your heart. I want you to see the white light fill up that space. Bringing with it unconditional love. -love, Self-love. Self-forgiveness. Self-acceptance. Confidence courage, whatever else you want to fill in your heart, speak it in your mind and ask creator to give that to you and watch it fill that space and breathe out the things that you no longer need to carry in your heart. Grief, sadness, brokenheartedness, and whatever else you can name that to yourself and give that to God. Filling in all things that are good for you and letting go of those things that are no longer helpful. Now is an opportunity for you to ask for other things that you need. Clarity, energy, information. You can ask those questions and feel and witness what comes forward. Now I want you to go back down into the center of the earth to ground yourself back into that energy. Carrying with you all of that white light in your heart. You're grounded in the energy of the earth and you're filled in every single cell of your body with perfect, unconditional, white light, source energy and creator of all that is. And it was always there and it will always remain. And you can always come back to this space to be grounded and connected to yourself. So feel that, feel that anchoring and connection and energy thing through your body. And when you're ready, you can take a deep breath and open your eyes.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. You know, what's interesting is, uh, And this just came back to me from something that I experienced with you the first time was I got another tickle in my throat. Ah. And I forgot that that's what happened the first time we met. (laughs) And then it came back to me as it just happened again. And I was like, at first, I had a part of me get really irritated because Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, no, I can't cough. Uh, I don't want to distract myself with like drinking water. And then I remembered and it was like, Oh, this happened the last time too. And let me get curious. And it was just in one of those moments where you were inviting us to notice if there was anywhere else that we, or anything else that we wanted to, you know, give to the creator. And that's when it, That was one of the things. Oh, wow.
1: Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: yeah, so that was interesting. Um, And instead of getting blended with parts of me that were frustrated with it or wanted to fight it away, I turned towards it and just was able to be with it with that openness and compassion and curiosity. And it was able to soften Mm -hmm. and have a release. And the white light... It was interesting because before you even said white light and before you even said a white ball, that was Mm -hmm. what I was seeing. Nice. It was so interesting because you were, you know, the part where you said envision the the center of the earth's energy and it's coming up Mm -hmm. through your feet, your legs, your torso and out through your head. I saw this white ball Mm
1: -hmm. above me
0: and then you Mm -hmm. said that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like a part of me was like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then the process of like being in that ball and then floating up and up and up, that was really cool too. Because again, it was before you even said white light and dark light. It was like I could, it was almost like I was like a rocket. Yes. And I was like going up and it was like a white you know how like when rockets are going up into space there's yeah. like a white film like at their tip mm-hmm. as they're going mm-hmm. through the atmosphere you know mm-hmm. and that's what i could see mm-hmm. and sense and then it was like yeah there it is <laughs> and so yeah uh, thank you so much for inviting that and and so experiencing that what you're saying is we can turn back towards that white light mm-hmm. in order to then just have that connected grounded experience again. And also mm-hmm. knowing, Oh, this is the other thing that came up for me was when, then when you had us ground back to the center of the earth and know that that white light is within you and your heart, I had that like clarity moment of like, Oh yeah, this like self energy is like creator energy. And we hold that in our heart
1: mm-hmm.
0: And and I had a statement run through my mind of like, I am the creator and the creator is me.
1: Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we believe that, um, we're just reminding you what you already know, which you just totally verified that you, we all have this, we all know how to use this. We just forgot And we're just connecting back to something we already know. So a lot of people feel really familiar in this place. They feel that the guided meditation is very easy. Like you were one step ahead of me and had never done it before. But we just sometimes we get a a barrier. You know, the burdens maybe just create this barrier telling us that we're in isolation. Or societal messages is what you talked about with Bob. Mm -hmm. that tell us we're isolated we are not isolated to the creator of all that is and we are not isolated to each other because the world is so small we have so many stories of that we traveled to Spain and people we don't know before from Cincinnati were right next to us like it's not random it there is a lot of I call serendipity or uh, synchronicity, synchronicities that happen that show us we are so
0: connected. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the most powerful things I've experienced is when I've been in one time, I was in a meditation just with myself, and I was specifically doing a loving kindness meditation. And I was specifically who came to my mind was my sister. And then, right as I was done with the meditation, I looked at my phone. And she texted me and she said, I was just thinking about you in mm-hmm. my, and she was doing a loving kindness meditation and Aww. she was thinking about me and it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, but again, yeah, it's just the, the power that is there. And like you said, we're all connected, but all of this stuff about our culture can cover that up. Can disconnect, like can help, you know, create these barriers. But when we're able to tap back in, we have this inner knowing. And yeah. It's so beautiful.
1: When I'm working with people, sometimes we visualize or get the same thing. I'll say a word and they're like, that word just popped into my mind. Or, yeah. I'm seeing this. Oh my God, I'm seeing this. Or um, the other day, I was explaining something I was seeing and someone was like, that's what I've been dreaming. Like you just explained my dreams, it's just it's all there in that what we can't explain, but it's there.
0: It is, and so that's what he needed
1: to work on. That it what he needed to work on was coming through in his dreams, and then it came through in the session, so that we could clear Mm. and work on it.
0: I love it.
1: So fun, yeah. So powerful. Our emotions, our emotions, and our thoughts and our dreams—they are our guides. They are a map to help us on our journey. They are to be loved and heard and seen, just like we want to be loved, heard, and seen. Mm -hmm. And we, I think, are both guides to help people through that journey because we're not taught how to do that, and our parents might not have known either. And Mm. but it's our, it is our, it's our journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Tammy. So, so much for sharing all of this today and guiding us through that beautiful experience. And so how can people get in contact with you or work with you if they want to experience this themselves?
1: Yeah. I meet with people predominantly through Zoom. Um, I do have a local um, shared space. I meet people at in Covington, Kentucky which is greater Cincinnati, Ohio area. I'm on the Eastern standard time, um, but my times are pretty flexible working virtually because um, I live about an hour outside of the city. So virtual space is really, really helpful. Yeah, I work with people one-on-one when we're doing this uh, work is a one-on-one sessions. And I also do workshops I have personal workshops that I've developed that are are about self-love, self-discovery, self-actualization that um, are listed on my website. And I am also a Theta Healing teacher. And so you can learn how to do all of this craft yourself. Um, I'm certified through Viana and and teach people how to do that. So that can be um, virtually and or in person
0: wonderful and your website is tawanda wellbeing.com correct yep. yep okay and i love i just love tawanda and so for people it's spelled t o w a n d a tawanda wellbeing.com every time i hear and look at the word tawanda i think of fried green tomatoes the movie yeah. i love yeah. it <laughs> it's one of my favorites <laughs> and yeah. i'll put that in the show notes and your email is TawandaWellbeing wellbeing at gmail.com correct correct and would you want to share your number if people want to text as well
1: yeah texting is fine too um we get so many spam calls nowadays that I don't often answer my phone yeah I don't So either. if you can leave me a message <laughs> yeah. and I've not had any problem with that people who want to um see me they'll leave me a message scammers right. do yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, either leave a voicemail or text, and I'll put that yeah. phone number in the show notes as well. All right. Well, Tammy, I am just so grateful. So, so grateful. And I definitely want to schedule another Theta healing session with you so we can do that after we log off. <laughs> and to everyone listening, I hope this was helpful in some way, in whatever way that you're taking from this conversation. But, Tammy, you're amazing. And yeah, it's so wonderful. Thank Thank you so much. Thank
1: you so much for having me on this and having this conversation so that we can share this, um, this method, this practice with a greater audience. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. All
0: that you do and you're awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. I will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.